welcome to a new episode of What's New in Pop Culture. Today is Thursday, May 12, 2022. I'm your host, Quinn Dick, and today we're talking about Mob Psycho 100 Season 3 trailer, new Joey Badass album, and Powerpuff Girls still in development, and more. Monday through Friday, I'll let you know what's new in pop culture, as well as anime, movie, cartoon, and TV reviews and episode discussions. If you like all that, then follow this podcast, What's New in Pop Culture with Quinn and Dick, on all your favorite podcast services and share it with your friends. You can follow me at Quinn underscore Dick on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. With all that out of the way, let's get into it with our first new story from Evan at Pitchfork. Joey Badass announces new album 2000 and summer tour. His latest uh, will arrive 10 years after his mixtape 1999. Pretty perfect. Following the new single, The Revenge, Joey Badass has announced a new album called 2000. It's out June 17th via Columbia Records. The new album's release dates marks nearly 10 years to the day since the release of the mixtape 1999. Great album, or great mixtape, by the way. He's also announced a North American summer tour with Capella Gray. Find those dates be- uh, below. You can find those at the on the, the site. But let's just say might be going if I can make it work. Uh, yeah, incredibly exciting. Uh, I can't wait to s- see what he puts out next. Because if I remember, I'm going to do a quick look here i think 2017 was the last time he released an album yeah 2017 all american badass so i'm excited to see what he's going to bring to the table um he i think he's one of the best lyricists to come out the past geez i don't even know how long he's been rapping uh decade like i remember following his work because i'm a big fan of mr robot and he's on the show and i was like oh he's a rapper um and i remember checking it out i'm like damn I'm, i missed missed out on because he has a great body of work and i think again he's just one of the best rappers i think just the, the past decade um decades maybe even um so yeah i'm very very excited about this uh this year's going to be a pretty good year of music, it seems like. I like that. Our next news story from Christian at IGN. South Park The Streaming Wars is the next big special set for June. South Park makes its official return this June 1st with a special event titled The Streaming Wars. The Avalado tells a parody of Paramount's foray into the streaming wars against apps such as Netflix, HBO Max, Disney Plus, Hulu, Apple TV, and Peacock. And there are a lot of streaming services. And Crunchyroll's the best, though. And in a statement made earlier today, Paramount Plus revealed South Park's The Streaming Wars would debut first in the U.S. and then will release internationally elsewhere that the Paramount streaming application is available Description of South Park The Streaming Wars sees Eric Cartman locking horns against his mother in a battle of wills, all while an epic conflict unfolds that threatens South Park's existence. Um, A fourth South Park exclusive event will 
be released this summer through the exact date is to be determined. The show's previous 2021 exclusive South Park post-COVID and South Park post-COVID return of COVID are both available on Paramount+. Plus. Um, yeah. So, I'm not a South Park person. Uh, this was mainly for people that don't, uh, want to see more of that. Um, so, cool for you guys. It, it's got a, that's a fun premise. I like that. Um, I'm sure it's great. Uh, I've heard, I've heard nothing but good things about, uh, these recent, like, South Park specials, the COVID specials, so. It's cool with me. Moving forward, our next news story from Madison at Pitchfork. Diana Ross and Tame Impala team up on the stacked new Minion soundtrack alongside St. Vision, Phoebe Bridgers, and more. Uh, this is just a long rumored collaboration between Tame Impala and Diane Ross is just one of the treats lined up for the unfeasible stacked soundtrack to Minions The Rise of Gru. The original Turn Up the Sunshine is joined by a host of covers of 1970 classics. St. Vincent does uh, Lips Inc. Funky Town. Phoebe Bridges does The Carpenters Goodbye to Love. Carolina uh, Polchuk does Nancy Sinatra's Bang Bang. Oh my gosh. Brittany Howard does Earth, Wind, and Fire, Shining Star, and oh my gosh, and Callie uh, Uchis does the Bosa Nova Standard, Dessa uh, Fernando. Elsewhere, what, oh my gosh, <laughs> Elsewhere, Wes Blood takes on Linda, uh, Ronstadt's uh, You're No Good. Thundercat covers Steve Miller Vance Fly Like an Eagle. And te- <laughs> Why is there so much for The Rise of Gru? What is happening? Why are so many talented artists on this soundtrack? Tara Wack puts her spin on Santana's Black Magic Woman. Brock. <laughs> Brock Hampton. Who are on the infinite hiatus contributed a cover of Cool in the Gang's Hollywood Swinging. According to a tweet from Kevin Abstract, the group recorded the songs well before the hiatus began. Check out the full track list below. RZA contributes an original song called Kung Fu Sweet, and there are more covers by Bleachers. Her and the minions themselves. Why? Why have the minions? Uh. Wow. <laughs> um. I don't know what to say. I just. Just why? Like. I just don't. I just don't get it. I mean, I'm guessing they're making bank and cool covers. Uh, gosh, this like... It's it's funny that I'm not going to watch this movie because I just don't give a flying shit about the, the Minions movies. But I'm going to listen to the soundtrack because this is incredible. This is... This is one of the... Like, I haven't seen like popular 
like good movies. Like I haven't seen a Marvel movie or a Fast and the Furious, like these like big popular other like franchise movies or Mission Impossible. Even James Bond hasn't had like this uh or like Spider any even just to talk about anime movies, Spider Verse didn't even have this big of a uh discography of art artists this is in this is legendary they got brock hampton before they went on hiatus that's incredible and there's so many talented artists that i love like i love carolina polchek i love ways blood i love uh phoebe bridges i love uh tiara whack i love uh you know, I love so many of these artists. It's just, just why Minions: of The Rise of Gru. <laughs> this part, whoever whoever was in charge of this soundtrack, you you get a you you deserve the Oscar for this year because you you managed to get one of the most just. Just the best. I'm just at a loss for words. Just the best talented group you could get of artists. Um, sure, they're only doing covers, but those covers are going to be fire. Okay. Um, I'm just at a loss for words. I just we're just going to keep moving. Uh, but yeah, Rise of Guru, banger, a banger of a soundtrack is going to have. Um, for people that are interested, uh, from, uh, Denise at, uh, Deadline, Descendant sequel, the Pocket Watch movie, greenlighted by Disney Plus, uh, Jennifer, uh, Fang to direct exclusive. The new chapter of Descendants is coming to Disney Plus. The streaming service has given a green lit to the Pocket Watch, a music and dance filled original movie sequel to make a hit Descendants franchise. Jennifer Fang uh, is set to direct and co-executive produce from the script by Dan Frey and Russell uh, Summer. Uh, produced and scheduled to begin in fall. The Sense movie is unfurled in the imagination mythology of two new lands. I, Idelic, uh, Oradun, and Ragtag Isle of the Lost, home to the teenage pro- progeny of Disney's most iconic characters and notable it's most notorious villains. Bert Disney, the pocket watch returns to the lands and also takes audiences through the rabbit hole to the hostile, unincorporated territory of Wonderland, a magical mysterious place made famous in Alice in Wonderland. Uh, There's more information, but this is one of those I just (laughs) just don't really... Uh, specifically care about Descendants, um, but I know, I know, I know Descendants has, like, a huge following, so I, I wanted to make sure I at least let all of you know, even though the hardcore fans probably already know about this, um, but that's cool, I mean, it's, it seemed, it seems like a cool premise, these Descendants movies, um, but I, I just don't know if I would enjoy them. So, you know. I, but, hey, maybe, you know, if someone could convince me, maybe I'll give it a shot. I don't know. <laughs> Probably not, though. Uh, from 
Noah, another thing I'm probably... Uh, I, I can't watch this one. Uh, from Noah at comicbookresources.com. Controversial live-action Powerpuff Girls series reportedly still in development. <sighs> While updates on the project have been scarce for many months now, Powerpuff Girls, the CW-planned live-action reimagining of Cartoon Network's The Powerpuff Girls is reportedly still in development. As part of the latest installment of his Inside Line feature, TV Line's Matt Webb uh, Mindovich, uh was asked if the CW was moving forward with Powerpuff or if the network had quietly killed the project. I'm assured that the CW's live-action adaptation of Powerpuff Girls after coming in last spring to Campy, and which is definitely no longer co-stars co- uh, Chloe Bennett, is still in some stage of redevelopment. Uh, he replied, it was, yeah, that's about, uh, what we got. Uh, so yeah, there's, they still, they still have plans for it. Just not, uh, any release date yet. They're still figuring out that pilot. Just... Just kill it. Just don't even bring it back. Like I don't know. I feel like losing Chloe Chloe Bennett was just was should have been a sign of being like maybe we shouldn't do this. I know I'm pretty sure her reason for leaving was uh, scheduling conflicts, but just kill it because now you have to recast Blossom, and I just I just don't think it was a good idea to begin with. I just just. Put it under the water, drown it, be gone forever. But no, we just, we're just, (laughs) I just don't understand what is the appeal of live action animated stuff. Live action based off animated stuff, like for anime movies. I know it's not like a new thing. It's definitely, it's, it definitely is not. Uh, it's been around since freaking I was a kid, um. But with everything else, I'm sure people could say the same about games, video games. Um, I just don't get it. I really just don't. I just don't understand what the appeal is. Why we are doing it in live action instead of just rebooting it animated. And I guess with Powerpuff Girls, I mean, obviously we know the 2016 version did not go super well. But what what do they think this is going to do? I don't know. I don't think I'm going to watch it. Uh, I'll be honest with you. But moving forward to some more positive news from uh, Nelly at Deadline. Ken Jong joins the after party as series regular for season two of Apple. Uh, comedy series it also is in production for seat or it's also in uh yeah it's in product uh production for uh season two right now exclusive Apple tv plus's murder mystery comedy after party has made another high profile cast edition for its upcoming second season actor uh comedian ken john is set as a new series regular on the hit show from oscar winners chris miller phil lord John joins his fellow cast members Elizabeth Perkins, Zach Woods, Paul Walter Hozier, uh, 
Poppy Liu, uh, Anna Conkley, uh, Jack Whitehall, and Vivian Wu, as well as returning stars Tiffany Haddish, Sam Richardson, and Zoe Zhao. Season 2 uh, will evolve around... Um, I already talked about this before, how it's going to be a role of our wedding and whatnot, but uh, super exciting. Uh, I'm glad they're, they're already starting to work on the next season of The After Party. Um, this is one of those where I hope... I mean, Apple TV really needs some shows, and they've been slowly building it up. Uh, their new shows, I think they've been doing really well this year. I think they're actually one of the standouts for this year already for original stuff. But um, they, I don't know if the after party, I don't know how many seasons that gimmick can go on for. But, I mean, we'll see. I, I think season two, I really like the premise of it. So I, I think season two is going to be a banger of a season. So we'll have to see. Moving forward with our next news story from Aaron at Combug.com. Disney exec Bob uh, Chapik reveals when Disney Plus price increase could be coming. Disney executive Bob Chapik uh, revealed that a Disney Plus price increase could be coming sooner than expected. The CEO of Walt Disney Company spoke about the topic and more during an investor call on Wednesday. Last year, the service raised the price for $7.99. There has been a quick Fan and user outcry to move, but it seems that the diehards were unmoved. However, that was in a world before the current economic climate. Uh, still, Disney is uh, pressing ahead with a headwind uh, provided by subscription numbers that have smashed the economic analysts' forecast for this year. People pay no know as long as the content that they enjoy keeps flowing here's what the ceo had to say as you know we launched with an extremely attractive opening price point on disney plus i like to use attractive and we've been very comfortable with the price value relationship that we've offered uh chavik began and as you know as we increase our content and investment we believe that that's uh going to give us the ability to adjust our price by when still at the same time maintain that strong value proportion uh, uh, you mentioned that Disney Plus adds uh, adds tier I think this is going to give us the ability to reach an even more broad audience as we expand Disney Plus across multiple price points uh, and using some of our other services, we can see the addictive nature of an ad-driven service that enables us to keep the price lower. The executive added, of course, that made uh, made up for the additional ad revenue that we will be get uh, get per user on the advertising spending. So we believe that we can, you know, sort of moved up the cascade upon our net price over time, given the tremendous value that we started with. And the increased price value relationship of all the new content, but we're very, we're pretty bullish about that. A strong relationship in the second quarter, including fantastic performance at our domestic parks and continued growth of our streaming services, with seven point million Disney Plus subscribers added in the quarter, and total subscriptions across all of our DTC offerings exceeding two hundred five million once again, provided that we are in a league of our own. 
Chapek mentioned earlier in the presentation. As we look ahead to Disney's second century, I am confident we will continue to transform entertainment by combining extraordinary storytelling with innovative technology to create an even larger, more connected and magical Disney universe for families and fans around the world. Yeah, I'm not I'm not upset with this. Uh I think it's just the norm. It's you know the comedy moves up, so like it just makes sense why all these are moving up their ad prices and what they're doing ad uh versions. Uh it's like everyone says it's going to move to cable eventually. It's going to just be like there's so many streaming services, it's gonna feel like cable at this point with the ads and everything else. Uh that's just how it's gonna be. Um, but I don't know for me, pick and choose, uh, your stuff. Uh, I think all these streaming services I will take over streaming through cable just to find something interesting. So I'm still of that mindset personally. And I, I think Disney plus has been doing a decent job. Um, I think stuff with like their original content. Uh, I did not think Moon Knight was great, but I think they've made good, some other good decisions with some of their documentary-like stuff. I think bringing in, like, Summer Soul and stuff like that in, and, like, other Oscar-nominated stuff. I think uh, Loud and Prouder did pretty well, it seemed like. Uh, so, you know, I think you know, especially with Miss Marvel coming around the corner, it's. I think Disney Plus will will have a decent year this year compared to others. Um, so let's see, and Kenobi, uh, forgot about that. Moving forward with our next news story from James at the Hollywood Reporter: The Toxic Avenger remake starring Peter Dinklage gets R rating for gore, graphic nudity. The Toxic Adventure remake promises to be sufficiently uh, noxious for its hardcore fans. The star-filled reboot of the ultra-violent 1984 cult classic was given an R rated by Motion Picture Association on Wednesday for for strong violence and gore, language without sexual references, and brief graphic nudity. Uh... Yeah, that's about it. Uh... (laughs) Just... You know, in case you were concerned, some PG-13, The Toxic Adventure, it's R-rated. My good buddy, as you know, Mr. Josh Mann, showed me The Toxic Adventure's movies, and I didn't like them, uh, I'll be honest. Uh, It was mainly the dated humor of it, but I mean, there's some things that are silly in it that I, I get the appeal. But uh, yeah, I'm 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 happy for the fans. <laughs> I'm happy for the fans, I guess. I will not be watching it though. Our next news story from Mark at Combat.com: Mortal Kombat Two writer confirms Johnny Cage isn't sure how much he'll be included. Johnny Cage did not appear in last year's Mortal Kombat reboot, but the movie conclusion made it clear that the character will be appearing in the sequel. And then in the movie, Louis uh, Tans, Cole Young, heads to Los Angeles to recruit the movie star for the next tournament. In a new interview with comicbook.com's Adam uh, 
Barnhart. Uh, Mortal Kombat 2 writer Jeremy Slater was asked about Johnny Cage's story in the sequel. While Slater is not sure how much emphasis the film will place on Cage, the writer's hoping to bring the definite version of the character to the big screen. Johnny Cage is one of my favorite characters, and I think there's definitely a promise with the way the first movie ends of seeing Cole being like. Okay, my next step to is to go recruit Johnny, so I think it, he wasn't included in the sequel at all. It would feel very strange, said Slater. It's still a little bit up in the air of how much he will be included. It's one of those things we're currently working on, but yeah, I love Johnny, and I would love to really do the definitive version if possible and really take everything that's fun about the character and bring that to live action. So, yeah. Uh... That's, uh, I don't know. I, w- I think John- Johnny Cage is definitely going to be in it. It's just, I don't think he's going to be a main character. Uh, I think he's going to be like, uh, oh, I'm so bad with the more comments of franchises. I don't know super well. I'll be honest, but I watched the movie last year. Some of the, some of the characters that should have been the main characters, I think it's going to be the same with Johnny, where I think the characters that are main characters should not be, and vice versa. So, there's that. So, But he at least will probably be in the movie. At least the writer's fighting for him. Moving forward from our next news story from Brandon at comicbookresources.com. Exclusive. Sesame Street becomes a twisted, hyper-violent nightmare in a new Dark Horse series. Dark Horse Comics has turned Sesame Street in a new twisted action satire series for grown-ups, Survival Street. Humber Resources have an exclusive look at the new four-issue Dark Horse series launching this August. Survival Street comes from writers uh, James Asmus and Jim uh, Festian, both from Rick 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 and Morty comics. Makes a lot of sense. Uh, Artist... Able, uh Kusinov, colors Ellie Wright, and letterer Taylor Esposito, with cover artists by uh, Kusinmo and variant cover by Benjamin Dewey. Uh, recommended for ages 14 and up, Survival Street puts a darkly humorous spin on the long-running educational children's series. The synopsis for the series reads, after... An unbridled wave of corruptions take over America in the country is left completely uh, derelegated and effectively carved up the federal states where billionaires and businesses make their own laws. Among the wreckage, mass privatization shuts down public broadcasting, forcing all the beloved uh, educators out on the dirty streets. A group of... a group of them sticks together, determined to keep helping across the country, and to do it by becoming an A-team-esque brand, band of mercenaries fighting for an education. Kids in the crumbling, uh, crumbling corporate war zone by New Best America. Wild. Freaking wild. This is why I love comics, because we can get a, a story as fucking ridiculous as this this is one of the most ridiculous things i've ever heard in my life i this this even tops the justice league being dinosaurs for me this is incredible i love this 
Um, dogs barking, apologies. Uh, I cannot wait to read this. This is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, so, yeah. Our next news story from CM at comicbookresources.com. Exclusive DC Webtoon collab reveals first new look at Vixen. DC and Webtoon reveal a first look at new images from the two companies' latest collaboration, Jasmine Walls and Mano uh, Azumi's uh, Vixen NYC. One of New York's most beloved superheroes is coming to Webtoon platform in the digital comic publisher's latest collaboration with DC. Writer Jasmine Walls with art by Mano uh, Azumi Vixen NYC starts the DC heroine who can harness the power and abilities of animals. New key images from the upcoming series are being revealed for the first time ahead of Vixen NYC, May 26th to view. The series is the latest in Webtoon DC's long history of collaborations, which have previously resulted in popular titles such as Batman Wayne Family Adventures. All the titles from the collaboration will be available exclusively on the Webtoon platform. Yeah, uh... I really like Webtoon. Uh, I think they make it's another great uh, service to get get some like dope uh, comics. And I think from what I'm seeing this this Vixen, I, I really like the character Vixen, and I think she's one of those characters that I just did not I haven't seen tackled super well. So I think this series will uh, be the one to do that for me. Uh, I really like the art. I really like the art quite a bit. Uh, so I'm excited for this. I really am. Honestly, uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to this and hope you are as well. Alrighty. Our last news story from uh, Siobhan uh, at Dual Shockers. Mob Psycho 100 Season 3 gets official release date with new trailer. It has been around six months since we got the official announcement for Mob Psycho 3. Well, after a long wait, we finally have some new information on the third season release date. Studio Bones released the first season of Mob Psycho. However, it's been a while since we've seen uh, she go back on the screens with dominating Psycho Powers. Earlier this year, the official Twitter amount of Mob Psycho 100 started a countdown confirmed this, that Season 3 of the anime series is in production. However, it was originally an announcement trailer, so it was mostly scenes from the previous series of Mob Psycho 100, seasons of Mob Psycho 100. Along with that, the studio don't didn't give us any release date for the third season, but as we slowly approach the fall 2022 anime series, Studio Bones has com- come forward with more exciting information on the next season. Uh, today, Studio Bones confirmed that Season 3 of Mob Psycho 100, today on May 12, 2022, would premiere in October 2022. The release date announcement was accompanied by a new trailer for the upcoming season. Unlike the first trailer, the new teaser gives us a glimpse of the next season's story, mostly of its mob's followers looking for their leader, while the young psychic prodigy is figuring out his career path. Here you go, take a look uh, at the trailer on either this site or Warner Brothers or Mob Psycho's account. It's definitely exciting that we are only a few months away from witnessing the brilliance of Mob Psycho 100 once again. However, what's even more thrilling is that Mob Psycho will join other popular anime like Bleach, Thousand Year, Blood War, and Chainsaw Man because of its October release. 
Anime fans, you are eating this October. I am so excited for Mob Psycho 100. Uh, I love the first two seasons. Uh, it's probably one of my favorite anime, period. Uh, I think it's just batshit crazy. I think the animation is just incredible. I love the characters. Uh, and I, I was excited to see where they would go next with season two. After that, just that giant, uh, I guess spoilers for... Uh, Mob Psycho 100, that uh, the reveal of the cult uh, and the just the giant broccoli uh, that's just now a part of this, the city that Mob accidentally planted, uh, and some of the new characters they introduced. So I'm uh, I'm so excited, and just the fact that I mean Bleach, I'm just kind of like I'm I'm still cautiously optimistic of Bleach, but Chainsaw Man and Mob. Same season? Oh my gosh. That's that's incredibly exciting. I I cannot wait. Um Yeah. But that is ends our new story for Thursday, May 12th, 2022. Thank you all for listening, and I'll see you Friday.